Father in heaven, we thank you, Father, for February the 10th. We ask your presence, Lord God. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see, toes to run in, finger to move the pages. And Lord, thank you for giving us the light in our hearts, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the scripture that says, Lord, that you fill the hungry soul. We're hungry, Lord. So fill us, Lord. Fill us up, Lord God. We seek your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 30, verse 11 and 31, 18. Then the Lord said to Moses, Wherever you take a census of the people, whenever of Israel, each man who is counted must pay a ransom for himself to the Lord. Then no plague will strike the people as you count them. Wow. Each person who is counted must give a small piece of silver as a sacred offering to the Lord. This payment is half a shekel based on the sanctuary shekel, which equals 20 gerars. All who have reached their 20th birthday must give this sacred offering to the Lord. When this offering is given to the Lord to purify your lives, making you right with Him, the rich must not give more than a specific amount, and the poor must not give less. Receive this ransom money from the Israelites and use it for the care of the tabernacle. It will bring the Israelites to the Lord's attention, and it will purify your lives. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a bronze wash basin with a bronze stand, place it between the tabernacle and the altar, and fill it with water. Aaron and his sons will wash their hands and feet there. They must wash with water whenever they go into the tabernacle to appear before the Lord, and when they approach the altar to burn up their special gift to the Lord, or they will die. They must always wash their hands and feet or they will die. Wow. This is a permanent law for Aaron and his descendants to be observed from generation to generation. Then the Lord said to Moses, Collect choice spices, twelve and a half pounds of pure myrrh, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cinnamon, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant columbus, and twelve and a half pounds of cassia, as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. Also get one gallon of olive oil, like a skilled incense maker. Blend these ingredients to make a holy anointing oil. Use the sacred oil to anoint the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, the table and all its utensils, lampstand and all its accessories, the incense altar, the altar of your burnt offerings and its utensils, and the wash basins with its stand. Consecrate them to make them absolutely holy. After this, whatever touches them will also become holy. Anoint Aaron and his sons also, consecrating them to serve me as priests. And say to the people of Israel, The holy anointing oil is reserved for me from generation to generation. It must never be used to anoint anyone else. And you must never make any bland like it for yourself. It is holy, and you must treat it as holy. Anyone who makes a bland like it or anoints someone other than a priest will be cut off from the community. 
Then the Lord said to Moses, Gather fragrant spices, resin, droplets, mollusk, flesh, shell, mollusk, shell, mollusk, and galbanum, and mix these fragrant spices with pure frankincense, weigh out in equal amounts using the usual techniques of the incense maker. Blend the spices together and sprinkle them with salt to produce a pure and holy incense. Grind some of the mixtures into a very fine powder and put it in front of the Ark of the Covenant. Where I will meet with you in the tabernacle, you must treat these incense as most holy. Never use this formula to make these incense for yourselves. It is reserved for the Lord and you must treat it as holy. Anyone who makes incense like this for personal use will be cut off from the community. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Ur, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master of every craft. And I have personally appointed Oholiav, son of Ahisamach of the tribe of Dan, to be his assistant moreover. I have given special skill to all the gifted craftsmen so they can make all the things I have commanded you to make. The tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark's cover, the place of atonement, all the furnishing of the tabernacle, the table and its utensils, the pure gold lampstand with its accessories, the incense altar, the altar of burnt offerings with all these utensils, the wash basin with its stand, the beautiful stitched garments, the sacred garments for Aaron and the priests, and the garments for his sons to wear as they minister as priests, the anointing oil, the fragrant incense of the holy place. The craftsman must make everything as I have commanded you. The Lord then gave these instructions to Moses. Tell the people of Israel, be careful to keep my Sabbath day, for the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between me and you from the generation to generation. It is given so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. You must keep the Sabbath day for it is a holy day for you. Anyone who desecrates it must be put to death. Anyone who works on that day will be cut off from the community. You have six days in six days each week for your ordinary work but the seventh day must be the seventh day of complete rest a holy day dedicated to the lord anyone who works on the sabbath must be put to death the people of israel must keep the sabbath day by observing it from generation to generation this is the covenant obligation for all time this is the covenant obligation for all time It is a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he stopped working and was refreshed. When the Lord finished speaking with Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him 
the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant written from the by the finger of God. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 26, verse 47 to 68. And even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests and elders of the people. The traitor Judas had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, Rabbi, he explained and gave him the kiss. Jesus said, My friend, go ahead and do what you have come for. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him, but one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Put away your sword, Jesus told him. Don't who, those who use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly? But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? Then Jesus said to the crowd, Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there teaching every day. But this is all happening to fulfill the words of the prophets as recorded in the scriptures. At that point, all the disciples deserted him and fled. Then the people who had arrested Jesus led him to the home of Caiaphas, mm -hmm. the high priest, where the teachers of religion law, religious law and the elders had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and came to the high priest's courtyard. He went in and sat with the guards and waited to see how it would all end. Inside, the leading priests and the entire high council were trying to find witnesses where, no, who would lie about Jesus so they could put him to death. But even though they found many who agreed to give false witness, they could not use anyone's testimony. Mm. Finally, two men came forward who declared... This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest. The high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand in the name of the living God, tell us if you're the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus replied, You have said it, and in the future you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand. seated in the God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Amen. Then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and said, Blasphemy! 
Why do you, why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard his blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they shouted. He deserves to die. Then, then they beat, no, then they began to spit in Jesus' face and beat him with their fists and some slapped him, jeering prophecy to us. You, Messiah, who hit you that time? Wow, what a... I hadn't read that before. Oh, Psalm 32, 1-11. Uh, it says here, Let Psalm 32 guide your comp confession when you your heart is put right. Praise God. Psalm 32, 1-11. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight, Yes, what joy for those who who record the Lord has cleared, whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose record <laughs> has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sins, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. And you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is time, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. Amen. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. Amen. Uh... I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey Him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. So, Proverbs 8, 27 to 32. I, wisdom, was there when he established the heavens. When he drew the horizon on the oceans, I was there when he set the clouds above. When he established springs deep in the earth, I was there when he set limits of the seas so they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundations, I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight. Amen. Rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy I was with the world he created. 
How I rejoice with the human family. And so my children, listen to me, for all who follow my ways are joyful. Amen. Praise God. That's nice. Psalm 8 is awesome. Amen. Amen. And the one in Matthew, um, Matthew, Psalm 64. Michelle loves it. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. Thank you. Matthew 20. That's a lot of chapters. Okay, it's it's verse 64. (sighs) Jesus replied, you said it, and in the future you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Amen. Jesus replied, You have said it, and in the future you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Coming back on the clouds of heaven, huh? And that's interesting because um, they're going to see it. They're going to see the, him in the place of power at God's right hand. Yeah. But it's interesting because he's talking to the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. You know? Sounds like they're going to see it because remember, uh, the elect is going to go up. Mm-hmm. So we won't, he's not telling them you're going to go up, you know? Uh, you're going to see him two things he's going to sit on the throne mm-hmm. on the right hand of God and mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. on the clouds of heaven at the same time he's going to come forward wow. on the throne he says over here tell us if you're the Messiah the son of God but Jesus responds with in the future you will see the son of man I don't know the distinction. Son of Man, he calls himself Son of Man, right? Yeah. And there's some importance about that, I don't remember. One of them is uh, is humbleness. Because mm. he didn't want to send a shockwave to the people. But oh, that's be... a good point, yeah. And this is the one where Peter takes Jesus aside and says, No, no, you're not going to do all that. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you be talking like that? <laughs> he just gets and in there. And Jesus says, Get behind me, Satan, for you don't have the works of God in mind. Well, that's not what he said. I know, he didn't no. say it. The he other just, translation. Yeah, the other one. Hmm. What do you say in this one? This is where he took the sword. He says, Those who live by the sword die by the sword. Oh. The other one was get behind me since he was saying, no, that can't happen to you. You can't do that. You can't die. We're not going to let it happen. And John, the book of John? No, in the book of, um, I think it's in the book of Matthew. Oh. Uh-huh. read it earlier in the book of Matthew. Dormido, <laughs> baby. Let's go. 
You know, this is amazing how on the Old Testament, if we're, if we're done with uh, Matthew. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's, uh, that's the only thing I think I brought up. <laughs> you were, let's see what else we got here. Yeah, I think that's it. You know, it talks about the Sabbath day that the Lord stopped working and was refreshed. And it's going to be a covenant obligation for all time. Mm, yeah. It is a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel. Um, it's a sign of covenant between me and from your generation to generation. And Jesus Christ is also a sign in us, the greater sign. And I like the way the, the guy said uh, in 31.1, Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, mm -hmm. son of Uriah, yeah. grandson of Ur, and the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, mm -hmm. and expertise in all kinds of crafts. All kinds of what? Crafts. <laughs> I thought you said something else, mate. I know that's amazing how the anointing that this man had was for, it said he was a master at every craft. And working with gold, silver, and bronze, he is skilled in engraving and melting gemstone and carving wood. You know, it's just amazing how the Lord, um, now when you see an athlete or, a, you know, or could, someone anointed to play music or to sing, you know, their God has given them. Yeah, that's why I say, Lord, what is my calling? What is my my instrument to, to glorify you with? Amen. So the Lord, and he would show, Father, show us, Lord God. And he said, "You, I am a good pilot. I am a good pilot. Amen. Heavenly Father, we I'm thank you for the reading of your word. You've given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, and we thank you for this. Read today's in the name of Jesus, Lord. Amen. Amen. When I was talking to Andrea this morning, she heard Natalie.